Well, hey everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. This episode of our podcast is the first episode of the brand new year. And you know, whenever a new year rolls around, we all spend a lot of time thinking about how we're doing in different areas and aspects of our lives. And we're not just thinking about where we are today, we're also thinking about where we were a year ago and where we want to be one year from now. Well, that's what we want to be talking about as we enter into this new year at Melbourne Heights. We want to help you figure out who you want to be one year from now. And we really want to focus in on one area of your life. And that's where you want to be one year from now spiritually. So in this episode sermon, we're going to be talking about the goal that all of us as followers of Jesus should have for who we want to be spiritually, not just a year from now, but every day of our lives. And with that, let's get right into this episode sermon. your life right now that it's fine or it's going pretty good or that you have no complaints. And these things are reactions. They become automatic for us for a reason. They give us a way to quickly respond to a question without really having to think about what we were asked. But what would happen if you pushed past that knee-jerk reaction and you really thought about the question that I asked you and you tried to answer it honestly? So let me ask you again. If someone were to ask you to describe your life right now, what would you say? Now, you may still not know exactly how you would answer that question because, let's be honest, it's a really broad question. So let's try to narrow it down a little bit more. So what would you say if somebody asked you to describe your physical health right now? Now, would you be honest and admit that it's really hard to resist all of the cookies and candy that we see during the holiday season and admit that you put on a couple of extra pounds in the weeks leading up to Christmas? Would you say that you're feeling really sore today because you've really been putting that Peloton that somebody gave you for Christmas this year to good use? No. <laughs> Slim. But you know what? Today's New Year's Day. And because 
because it's New Year's Day, there's a pretty good chance that you're thinking about both of those areas of your life and so many other areas of your life as well. But on New Year's Day, you're not just thinking about where you're at in your life right now. You're also thinking about where you've been over the course of the last year. So you're not just thinking about where you are to take stock of where you're at in life right now. You're also comparing your life to where you were just a year ago. So on New Year's Day, we don't just live in the present. We also spend some time reflecting on the past, like when it comes to your physical health. You're not just thinking about that number that your scale set on it when you stepped on it when you got out of bed this morning. You're also thinking about how much you weighed one year ago today, comparing those two numbers. And you're not just thinking about how much you may have exercised over the last year. You're also thinking about how much you exercised the year before that. Or you're thinking about new medical issues that have cropped up over the last 12 months. Or you may be thinking about other areas in your life and how things have changed, an illness, uh, an injury that you've finally been able to overcome. So in New Year's, you're not just thinking about where you are, you're also thinking about where you were. The same thing is true when it comes to your finances. You're not just thinking about how much money you have on, in your bank account on January 1st, 2023. You're trying to remember back and think about how much money you had in your bank account on January 1st, 2022. And you're not just thinking about how much money you've saved up in your 401k. You're also thinking about how big a hit your 401k took last year. And you're probably also thinking about all of the extra money you had to spend in 2022 because the cost of everything seemed to be going up. So you're not just thinking about where you are today. You're also thinking about where you were a year ago. But the really interesting thing, at least to me, about New Year's Day is that we don't just think about where we are and where we've been. We don't just think about the present and the past. We're also thinking about the future. So on New Year's, you're not just thinking about where you are and where you've been. You're also thinking about where you're going. On New Year's, you're not just thinking about where you are and where you've been. You're thinking about where you're going. It's true in every area and aspect of your life. When it comes to your, to your physical health, you're not just thinking about where you're at today and what you've achieved or haven't achieved over the course of the last year. You're also thinking about where you want to be in your physical health a year from now. So a year from now, you might want to be 10 pounds lighter. Or a year from now, you might want to have completed your very first marathon. No, you don't have to tell me no to that because I know most people aren't that crazy. A year from now, you may be thinking about the fact that you want to be off of your blood pressure medicine. Or you want to be fully recovered from your hip replacement surgery. Or you want to be finished with your cancer treatment. But you're not just thinking about where you are and where you've been. You're also thinking about where you want to be. Where you're at. It's also true when it comes to your finances. If your bank account is lower today than it was on January 1st, 2022, you're thinking about what you need to do over the next year to bring your bank account balance back up. Or maybe you're thinking about how much you're going to need to contribute to your 401k this year so that you're able to be retired one year from now. Or you may be thinking about how good it would feel if you're finally able to pay off your student loans or your credit card debt over the course of the next 12 months. But you're not just thinking about where you are and where you've been. You're also thinking about where you're going. You're thinking about the future. And as we enter into the new year here at Melbourne Heights, that's what we want to help you think about. We want to help you think about the future. And specifically, we want to help you think about where you want to be, who you want to be, 
one year from now. We want to help you think about who you want to be one year from now. Now, obviously, we all have a lot of different goals that we may want to achieve over the course of the next 12 months so that we can be who we want to be one year from now. As a matter of fact, a lot of experts will recommend that you set goals in seven different areas of your life every New Year's, whenever it rolls around. And what are these seven areas that experts recommend you set goals in? Well, the first area is related to your intellectual health. So if you're setting goals for your intellectual health, you may want to do things like go back to school or gain a new certification or just read more nonfiction books this year. The second area that you should be setting goals for, according to some experts, is your physical health. And this, of course, is the resolutions that we're used to people making. I mean, most people who make resolutions, it's related to their physical health. They're going to say that they want to exercise more, eat healthier, lose weight this year. The third area is relates to your family relationships, your relationships with your family members. So goals that you may set in this area may be that you want to have a date night with your spouse once a month or once every couple of weeks, or you may want to have a yes day with your kids at some point this year. The next area is your social relationships. Those relationships with people outside of your family. So goals in your social life may be things like wanting to actually meet with your friends at least once a month in person instead of just catching up over that group text that we all seem to be a part of. The next area is your career. So goals that you may have for your career this year may be trying to start into your career or changing jobs to get into a better position for yourself or trying to gain the skills that you need to have to get a promotion this year. The sixth area is your financial life. What goals do you have for your financial life? Well, it could be things like getting out of debt or saving for retirement or just spending less money and saving more money this year. And the last area that experts recommend that you set goals for each year is your spiritual health. And it's that last area that we really want to focus in on as we enter into this new year in Melbourne Heights. We want to help you become the person that you want to be spiritually one year from now. But who do you want to be spiritually? I mean, we all have some idea in our minds about what it looks like to be physically healthy or financially healthy. But what does it look like to be spiritually healthy? How do you know if you're spiritually healthy? Well, if we're being completely honest, we in the church, especially in the Baptist church, we've had some historical metrics that we have used to determine people's spiritual health, and we've been using them for a long, long time. So this is really going to hit home for you if you grew up in a Baptist church from the 1950s to about the 1980s, maybe even into the 90s. So what are these metrics that we've historically used to measure somebody's spiritual health? Well, back in the day when I was a kid, I remember every week when I went to Sunday school, but the Sunday school teacher would ask us if we had done three things. And I see some of y'all smiling and nodding. You know what I'm talking about right now. So what are these three things that we use to figure out our spiritual health? Well, the first one was, did you read your Bible? The second one is, did you say your prayers? And the third one is, are you staying for worship this week? That's how we've measured for the spiritual health for a long, long time in church. If you read your Bible, if you say your prayers, if you attend worship services, then we assume that you're doing pretty well spiritually. But if you're not reading your Bible and saying your prayers and going to church, well, we know you've got some work to do. But you know what? God doesn't measure your spiritual health based on how many times you read the Bible. 
God doesn't measure your spiritual health based on how many prayers you say. And God doesn't measure your spiritual health based on how many times you go to church. And yeah, I know that that's probably weird to hear your pastor say, but it's absolutely the truth. Now, don't get me wrong. Reading your Bible, saying your prayers, and going to church are all important to your spiritual health, just like exercising or going to the gym is important to your physical health. another way for you. You can read your Bible, you can pray, and you can go to church, and you can still be a lousy Christian. You can read your Bible, you can pray, and you can go to church, and you can still be a pretty lousy Christian. So, if we can't measure our spiritual health based on the number of times we read our Bible or say our prayers or go to church, then how can we measure our spiritual health? And how can we set goals for who we want to be spiritually? Well, this is a question that Jesus is going to answer for us in the scripture passage that I want us to take a closer look at today. So if you've got a Bible close by, go ahead and grab it and turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Now, the book of Matthew is a biography of Jesus. And Matthew chapter 6 is part of a larger section where we have the longest recorded sermon that Jesus ever preaches. And we call this typically the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus touches on a whole lot of different areas in our lives. But in Matthew chapter 6, in the verses that we're looking at, Jesus is going to talk about what's really used to determine where we are as far as our spiritual health is concerned. So let's take a look at what Jesus says. In Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start reading in verse 24. Here's what Jesus says. He says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, for you will be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? You look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice the lilies of the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you, that even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all of these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, in the verses that we just read here, Jesus talks about a lot of the things that we seem to worry about whenever a new year rolls around. Jesus talks about being worried about your money. Jesus talks about, about being worried about what you're going to eat. And Jesus even talks about worrying if your clothes are going to fit you. Okay? It's what he's talking about in this passage. But Jesus also tells us that we aren't measured by any of these things. We're not measured by what our finances are like or what our diets are like or if our clothes fit us any longer or not. Instead, as we keep reading in the next verse in Matthew 6.33, Jesus is going to tell us what it is we're really measured by. So let's look at what Jesus tells us. Matthew 6.33 
26, verse 33, and Jesus says, Instead, seek first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So Jesus tells us that we are measured on if we are seeking God's kingdom first. But Jesus actually goes a step further than that, a little bit earlier on in the same sermon that he's preaching. Because back in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Jesus tells us that we, are, that we as followers of Jesus should be perfect, therefore, as our heavenly Father is perfect. But which one is it? Which one is our spiritual health measured by? Are we spiritually healthy if we are seeking God's kingdom first? Are we spiritually healthy if we are perfect like God is perfect? Now here's the thing. Even though those two things sound different, they're really not. They're saying the same thing. And the Apostle Paul actually summarizes this for us in a letter that he writes to followers of Jesus living in a city called Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul tells these followers of Jesus in Ephesus to therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So what should our goal as followers of Jesus be as we enter into this new year? Well, the same goal that we as followers of Jesus should always Jesus tells us that we should seek God's kingdom first and we should strive to be perfect like God is perfect. Paul tells us that we should be imitators of God, but they're all really saying the same thing. What they're telling us is that our goal as followers of Jesus is to become more like Jesus. That's our goal. That's what we should want to be. That's how we know if we're spiritually healthy or not, if we are becoming more like Jesus. So let me ask you, one year from now, do you want to be more like Jesus, or do you want to be less like Jesus? One year from now, do you want to be more like Jesus, or do you want to be less like Jesus? Because here's the truth. One year from now, one of those two things is going to be true. Just like one year from now, you are either going to be in better physical health or worse physical health. Or one year from now, you're either going to be in better financial health or worse financial health. One year from now, you are either going to be more like Jesus, or you're going to be less like Jesus. But if you want to be more like Jesus, that means that you've got to put in some work, right? Because you don't just get into better physical health by sitting around doing nothing. You don't just get into better financial health by throwing your money around. If you want to be more like Jesus, you've got to put in some work. So as we enter into this new year, I want to challenge you to do something. Every day in the month of January, every day in the month of January, I want to challenge you to read one chapter from the book of Matthew. Now, remember, I told you a little bit ago that Matthew is a biography of Jesus. So as we read the book of Matthew, you're going to learn more about who Jesus is. If you want to be more like Jesus, you got to know more about who Jesus is. So here's how it's going to work. Today's the first day of January, right? We all agree with that. So at some point today, I want you to read the first chapter in the book of Matthew. Tomorrow is the second day of January. So guess what? I want you to read the second chapter from the book of Matthew tomorrow. The day after that's the third day of January. You're going to read the third chapter from the book of Matthew. And I think you can kind of understand how it goes from there. Now the cool thing 
Matthew is only 28 chapters long, so if you miss a day or two, you're able to catch up. But it's not, I mean, these chapters aren't huge and long anyway. But let me challenge you to read one chapter from the book of Matthew every day this month. And then when we come together to worship on Sunday mornings all month long, we're going to talk and dig deeper into one of those passages that you read to help you even have a greater understanding of who Jesus is. Because here is the reality. You may want to be more like Jesus, but it's never going to happen if you don't know more about who Jesus is. So by doing something as simple as spending a little bit of time every day reading the gospel, reading one of the biographies of Jesus, you're going to get a better picture of who he is. And when you have a better idea of who Jesus is, it's going to give you a better understanding of who you need to become. And if you know who you're becoming, if you have that goal that you're shooting toward, you a whole lot better chance of being more like Jesus one year from now. Let's pray together. God, as we come to you in this word of prayer, you know that today is the first day of a brand new year. And God, whenever we enter into a new year, you know that we live kind of simultaneously in the past and the present and the future. We think about where we are, we think about where we've been, we think about where we're headed. God, today, let us all spend time thinking about where we're headed when it comes to our relationship with you. God, every day we make a choice, whether we're becoming more like you or less like you. So God, help us. Help us to have a better understanding of who you are, of who your son is, so that we know who you want us to become. And that God, help us do everything we can be more like Jesus day after day. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that this episode has reminded you that if you're a follower of Jesus, that you have one goal, one goal, and that's to become more like Jesus every single day. Now, the reality is that every day we have that choice. We can either become more like Jesus or less like Jesus. Just like every day we have the choice as to whether or not we're going to get in better shape physically or worse shape physically, whether we're going to be in a better financial place or in a worse financial place. We have that choice to make every day when it comes to our relationship with God. We get to decide if we want to be more like Jesus or less like Jesus. So hope that throughout this year, every day, you'll choose to become more like Jesus. Well, that's it for this episode of our sermon podcast, but I want to remind you that we're going to continue to talk about what we need to do to become more like Jesus one year from now throughout the rest of this sermon series. It's going to be going on all through the month of January. So you can come back and listen to these sermons every Tuesday when a new episode of our podcast drop, or you can come and worship with us live online every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern Time. We would love to have you come and join us at mhbclouisville.com slash live. Well, until next time, I hope that you have a great week. I'll be praying for you, and we'll see you back here soon for another Sermon Podcast.